Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Save Me an Isle Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I am Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hello. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Pip, pip, cheerio. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> we are going British today? Yeah. Mm, oh, well, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what so what are we covering this week? Yes, so today we are covering Six the Musical. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. It's a number. It is. Uh-oh. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> my, my statement is correct. <laughs> I can read. However, uh, Six is also a British musical with book, music, and lyrics by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. I can't remember, but I feel like this might be the, one of the first we've done that originated outside the U.S. I... That sounds right. I think uh, you're right. right. So that's pretty cool. And so this musical is a modern retelling of the Wives of Henry VIII, but in the form of a pop concert. So that's pretty bomb. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So each of the wives kind of takes turn, you know, takes turn telling her story. Uh, and they're trying to determine who suffered the most at the, you know, at ha- Henry's hands, and that person will be the group's lead singer at the end. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the way to do it. Trauma. It's a big deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So the tagline for the show is an existing mnemonic: uh, divorced, beheaded, died; divorced, beheaded, survived. Uh, which is used in like history classes to help remember like these six wives because that's each of their fates in order. Neat. I personally don't remember learning this. No, nope. not at all. No, I've I've heard that before. Yeah. Okay, I don't think it was taught in our school, but I've definitely yeah. heard that that thing before. Okay. The only thing I know about Henry the Eighth was he's the guy that created his own religion just so we could get divorced. Yes, <laughs> yes to his first wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he had six of them overall, and it didn't go very well, and we're going to learn about all about that today. So. <laughs> Yay. Did you just clap? Yeah, she did. Sorry, I got really excited. <laughs> so we're going to learn all about this today. And fun fact, the suggested audience for the show is anyone over the age of like 10 to 12. So despite a few suggestive lines, I would say the show is pretty appropriate and has no mama warning. Yay. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. I'll go for that. The subject is interesting. But it's historical. Yes. But it's just, yeah, for that for that age range to be specified. That's what a for specific website told me. Mm. Oh, okay. So, like, I'm not pulling this out of thin air. This is what the internet says. <laughs> no, no right. Amber's decided. No one under 12 can see this. That's fair. So, apparently, <laughs> okay. it's child-friendly, which is fair. So, a bit of background here. Toby Marlowe was selected by the Cambridge University Arts Society to write a new musical. So keep in mind, these are college students that wrote this. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty cool. Nice. And so the idea came to him in a poetry class, actually. He got his friend Lucy involved and they wrote the show while studying for their final exams. (laughs) (laughs) Way to procrastinate, guys. Yeah. Mm. That's how I would do it. (laughs) Some of their inspiration came from reading Antonia Fraser's The Six Wives of Henry VIII a documentary series, Six Wives, by Lucy Worsley, and a 2011 Beyoncé performance, Live at Roseland. Uh, okay. okay. So, yeah. And they actually modeled each wife after a different pop- after like different popular singers, including Lilo, Miley Cyrus, Adele, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande, Alicia Keys, and more. Cool. So, 
you can like kind of see the influence of each of those on the different characters. One thing that Marlo and Moss really focused on was the lack of gender diversity within theater. And so they focused on themes of queerness within the show. The cast is predominantly female or non-binary and lends itself to queer narratives. Hmm. And the show is also amazingly racially diverse as well. There's no like set structure onto who can play what role. Hmm. Nice. Love to see it. Yeah, for sure. The musical was introduced by Cambridge University students at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2017. It was well-received and completely sold out. Nice. It was invited back to the festival the following year. The show attracted producers Kenny Wax and Global Musicals and gave its professional debut on December 18th, 2017. The studio recording with this cast was released on September 13th, 2018, which is on our Spotify, which is going to be linked in our show notes as always. It is super bomb, so please let's do it. Mm -hmm. The show began a UK tour in July 2018 at the Norwich Playhouse and then transferred to the Arts Theatre in the West End in August. The tour continued until December 2018. Six had its North American premiere in Chicago in May 2019. The run was extended and broke box office records. Nice. The tour continued across the US and Canada until December 2019, until it moved to Broadway in February 2020 and, of course, closed in March due to COVID. Yeah. Big womp womp. Also in 2019, the Norwegian Cruise Line showed several performances of Six. The show opened for another West End run in January 2019, but paused in March 2020 due to COVID. Yay. Obviously. I'm noticing Yay. a trend in, <laughs> in these updates. Whoops. COVID. <laughs> At this point, with 2020, you don't even need to finish the sentence. Just be like, COVID. <laughs> oh, but uh, here's another one. Six had its Australian premiere in January 2020, but of course, was later paused due to COVID. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. Surprised. No one. Nobody. <laughs> Under special conditions, which includes audiences that are socially distanced, capacity is 50%, and face coverings and temperature checks are required, this show is one of the first to reopen. Whoop, whoop. Yay. Ooh. Briefly. It reopened in early December 2020. All London theaters closed again mid-December, but shows plan to continue in 2021, so at least they tried. I yeah, I mean, the, that whole second outbreak of yeah the COVID strain is... Especially uh, in the UK. Mm -hmm. Kind of a bummer. Big ol' bummer. The show is set to return to Chicago in October 2021 and run until January 2022, so maybe we'd go see it. Definitely we can go see it because we're not that far from Chicago. Heck I yeah. think it's like a two, two, three hour drive. I would drive to go see it. Road trip weekend. <laughs> Road trip. Mm. It's still many months away, but hopefully we'll go see it. Yeah. If it's open. <laughs> Yay. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So fun fact, uh, show co-creator Toby Marlowe actually filled in as Catherine Parr for two West End performances in July 2019. Huh. Got to be in his own show, so that's pretty cool. I mean, he knew all the things, I guess. Yeah. So overall, the show has received pretty great reviews. Lynn Gardner of The Guardian wrote, It may be cloaked in silliness, but Six makes some serious points about female victimhood and survival. And yes. then it's also been called brilliant, dynamic, and sensational, all of which I agree with because I love this show. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. What? Amber liking this show? What? Never oh would have guessed. God. Right. So on that note, I have a quick little distraction before we get into it, uh, because the costumes for the show, you guys, make my queer little heart skip a beat. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> so. Rhinestones. 
I just wanted to point that out because they are amazing. They're fun. They're colorful. They're actually a really cool blend of like modern and historic. I do love that. So I do want to recommend that if you don't know anything about Six the Musical, if you haven't seen any of the promotional information, please just for a second, pause this episode, go Google image search Six the Musical and look at these costumes because I love them so much. <laughs> I'll actually do you one better. It's not something I, I talk about all the time, but when on our website, I do post each of our episodes and I include pictures from the show. So if you want to see those, check out the blog post for this show, and I will include plenty of pictures of the costumes. Yes. Ooh, please. shiny. Please look at them, because they're shiny. amazing, and I love them. They're that glorious. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Overall, the show is only about an hour long, so it's actually pretty short, and it doesn't have an intermission. But we're going to split the wives in half, lolol, um, and uh, <laughs> put in our own intermission. Are, are we the script. guillotine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are Henry the Eighth. <laughs> are we the baddies? I think we're the baddies. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, awesome. So now, now that we got the the background out of the way, which it is still a fairly new show, so uh, not not much to report there. But it is super exciting to hear how it came to be. I didn't know it was written by college students, so that's super super cool. I bet they never quite realized <laughs> how big it would get. <laughs> how big it was going to yeah. get. But it is really good. It's hard to tell with with shows like these. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, wait, everyone loves this way too much. <laughs> nice. So yeah, let's go ahead and jump into our first half. Our first three wives. <laughs> so the show starts off with our six queens introducing themselves. They're performing at a pop concert and they're telling the audience that they are trying to determine which of them had the worst experience with their common husband, husband Henry VIII. And the winner will be the lead singer. And so this is the song Ex-Wives. And this is basically them being like, here we are. We're his ex-wives, but we're here to tell you our story. And then at the end of the song, there's this line, you want a queen bee? Well, here's half a dozen. And I love it. (laughs) I love it too. It's pretty great. It's pretty badass. (laughs) Catherine of Aragon was first. She was his longest wife of 24 years in the song No Way. This song has a very fun Latin beat, and she actually had Spanish origins. The song has her way of saying, there's no way you will ever replace me. She sees herself as his one true wife and the proper queen of England. She refers to him as baby, emasculating and infantilizing him, and sings about how she's always been there for him even when he acted out, including having an illegitimate son. For shame. She always remained mature and queen-like. She is clad in black and gold on stage. She gave him a daughter, the future Bloody Mary, but couldn't give him a son, which of course bothered him, because he's lame. Henry wanted to annul their marriage and place her in a nunnery when he began lusting after Anne Boleyn. The church didn't allow him to do so, so he created the Church of England in order to do it himself. (laughs) Yeah, loophole. Men men get desperate over over things, and then they'll go to no lengths. (laughs) What a great male religion. Yeah, I don't don't even know, my dude. (laughs) Who knows? So, of course, the famous Anne Boleyn is next, and her song is very ironically titled. It's called Don't Lose Your Head. I love it, though. Anne acts younger and more arrogant on stage. She is referring to flirting with Henry as, like, texting him and sending kiss emojis. So it's, like, very modernistic. She was considered a seductress, and so she wears red lipstick on stage. Uh, Historically, she seduced Henry away from the Catholic Church and his first wife, of course. The two did eventually get married, 
and she gave him a daughter, Elizabeth I, but of course not a son, which is what he wanted. She is clad in green in the show, because there are actually rumors that Henry wrote the song Green Sleeves about her. So Green Sleeves is an English folk song, and it's kind of been, like, that's kind of been disproven by now, but anyway. So the term Green Sleeves implies that there are grass stains on your clothing from uh, outdoor sex. Hmm. So, Oops. Basically, she was accused of having several affairs, even incestuous ones. Uh, And she was also accused of being a witch. And so even though it's actually historically unlikely that she actually committed these crimes, she was beheaded. Wow. Of course, with the iconic line, off with her head. You know, I feel like for women at this age... Like, you had, like, a 95% chance of being accused as a witch. Mm-hmm. She sneezed. She's a witch. Yeah. Right? Like, something bad happened. Ah, just because old Becky over there is a witch. Old Becky. <laughs> witch. Witch. Basically. They meet Jane Seymour, who was the third wife, and supposedly the first one that he truly loved in the song Heart of Stone. It may seem like she had it easiest, but their love was conditional on her producing a male heir. She was the only one of the wives to ever give him a son, but she did die after childbirth. She sings that even though she knows he's unpredictable with relationships, she chose to be with him and stay by his side anyway. She has hardened her heart, not in a cruel way, but in that she has chosen him fully and completely with no wavering. She was also the only wife to be buried with him. Interesting. Congrats. Congrats. I guess. And so here we will take our sort of intermission. Could we introduce the first three wives? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Short intermission. Do, 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 do. So what do you guys think? What do we think about the first ladies? Funky. <laughs> Funky. <laughs> Fresh beats. <laughs> Again, another one of these subjects where I was like, did this... This is a musical? <laughs> like, this is the subject? But I, I see how they did it in a cool and interesting way. It almost seems like a map musical, but not. <laughs> it does. But this one's actually really good. Like, subject-wise, it seems like a map musical. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree there. But I I do like the music, and it doesn't take, you know, very long to listen to. It's less than an hour. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It's, it is definitely funky. Like, I'll actually agree with that. It was pretty funky. But nice. Mm-hmm. Very modern. Yeah. And I gotta say, one of the things that I really like about it... It's like, I'm not really a history buff, I'll admit it. I'm not super into history, never really did well in those classes, but, (laughs) you know, we have a lot of musicals popping up, like Hamilton, that covers a lot of history in, like, an interesting way, but I think this... One of the problems with Hamilton is that it's very dense. Like, it gives you so much information all at once, it, like, punches you in the face with it. And it's like, here, learn all these things really fast, as David is rapping them at you. Very they, fast. They, they cover like years and years of history too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and this is years and y- this is years as well, but it's and okay, it's not as much history that's, you know, but I feel like this is a lot easier to understand. It's a lot easier to take in, and it's also just slightly more fun. I think. Yeah. So props for making history fun, for me. Which is yeah hard to do. Short and fun. I remember learning that he had six wives and, like, there was some beheading and stuff, but, you know, I don't remember the whole story. And I don't even know what all we learned, because a lot of history is hidden from people nowadays. Let's be real. So. Always, yeah. Or just covered up by whoever actually ended up being alive afterwards. Yeah. So, like, this musical actually taught me the information about all these women. So, props to that, because pretty cool. 
Pretty cool. I do agree. How about, Kylie, you give us our theater fact this week. There's two of them. <gasps> Ooh, Double. two facts. Okay, so for the sixth fact, the show only uses four instruments, all of which are on stage during the performance. All are characters as well. Margaret Lee, lady-in-waiting to Anne Boleyn, plays guitar. Bessie Bloa? I don't know. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> lady-in-waiting to Catherine of Aragon, and Anna of Cleves plays bass. Joan Mutas? Yep. Sure. Lady of the Chamber of Jane Seymour plays keyboard. Maria de Salinas? Lady-in-waiting to Catherine of Aragon plays drums. Yay! Drums. <laughs> and for your history fact, Catherine Parr was also the first woman in England to publish books under her own name and in English. Ooh! Yeah! Ooh. That's pretty cool. Go Catherine Parr! That was a huge no-no for her long time. Yep. What? Women weren't allowed to just do things? Nah, they couldn't read, they couldn't write. So, uh, before we go on to our second half, we uh, want to remind you guys that we have merch now. Whoop, whoop. Woo! Whoop, whoop. And you can find that at www.ragtagnetwork.com slash merch. And unfortunately, our, our opening sale is over now, but it's still pretty reasonable prices. And uh, we just got our first shipment in. My mother bought some merch, and she is super excited about it. She says they're really comfy. And so... We, ours are also supposed to be coming in in a couple days, and we're excited to get those. We can start yes. repping our brand. Yes. We will be posting pictures on our Twitter, probably. And so you guys can see us being cool kids. And if you're not already following us on Twitter, that is at Save an Isle Seat. And you can come talk to us and tweet at us. And Amber is always interactive with everybody. So hashtag, come check us out there. Yeah, and also if you want to talk about the show on Twitter and you want us to find it later, you can either use the hashtag SMAAS or hashtag Save Me an Isle Seat so we can go on Twitter and find those and give you a retweet so, you, so we know that you're talking about us and you like us. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> you like us. Yeah. And that's another thing I wanted to say. We were super excited. You know, we launched our merch line because we hit a thousand downloads, and you guys have already gotten to us to thirteen hundred downloads. Woo! It is absolutely wild, and we are so excited and grateful. It's super cool to uh, be gaining so many more downloads faster than we were expecting. December was a big month for us, surprisingly. So thank you for that. Thanks. So of course, the best way to help us out and get more of those downloads is to tell your friends and family and anyone who will listen to you, because we're cool kids and we like to be listened to. Sure. Sure. Are we sure. cool? Yes. Uh, I think we're pretty cool. We're pretty out. Sure. We're going to go with we're cool. <laughs> and if you want to be updated on future stuff, because we do have a couple more podcasts coming down the pipeline this year, and those will be announced soon, I believe, if I have my calendar dates correct. So if you want to be notified about those, you can go to the website, which is www.ragtagnetwork.com. Or we do have a Twitter for the Ragtag Network. I believe it's just Ragtag Network on Twitter. I forget to post there most of the times, but I do update when there's something exciting going on. Oops. <laughs> Oops. I'm not good at the social stuff. Oops. But yeah. So you'll be the first ones to know about that. I think that's all I have for this little bit. Are we ready to... Hear about the other wives? Chop our way into Act 2? Oh. Mm. Uh. Too soon. 
<laughs> is it? This was like hundreds of years ago. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows? You got nothing? I got nothing. <laughs> Damn. <gasps> Why don't you come up with one, Amber? Or Kylie. Or Kylie. Yeah, Kylie. <laughs> 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 nice deflective. <laughs> Let's divorce the first half and go in Act 2. <laughs> Let's paint our way into Act 2. Because we start in Hans Holbein's painting studio. Alright, I'll allow it. So we're exploring female beauty in the song House of Holbein. Uh, the song has a Euro dance beat, so it's very fun. It's very wild. <laughs> and in the song, they're singing about being beautiful. So wearing tight corsets. Wearing makeup that historically contained lead, among other dangerous things. Hey. <laughs> their hair with urine. They wore oh. ick, painful high heels. But it's fine. Whatever it took to be beautiful is what they did. Eh. And the queens also parody a dating app where three women are presented for Henry VIII. I'm still stuck on the the urine. Yep, I know. It's gross. You know, you know I don't think I'd want to be beautiful. <laughs> no, thanks. Listen, people put weird stuff on themselves for a long time yeah. back in the day is it wasn't it it's like the, the the chinese or japanese like white face makeup they do is made out of like bird poo uh-huh. yeah it was i don't yeah. think it is anymore yeah but like <laughs> stuff like that they just worked with what they had yeah yeah if you're really curious about the beauty industry being absolutely terrible to uh health uh mom actually has an episode of bag of bones it's her episode six. It's called The Deadly Price of Beauty that really goes into uh, how women have been destroying their skin over the years. <laughs> it's great. So out of the three women that are presented to Henry, he chooses Anna of Cleves as his wife. Historically, he chose her by her beautiful portrait, but later rejected her because she wasn't as beautiful as the painting. Oh. Wow. <gasps> you got catfished. Catfished. <laughs> he oh. considered her too too ugly to bed, and they never actually consummated. Man, that's... <laughs> yep. Oh, that's wow. mean. That's that is very mean. Also, the song is modernized and refers to her profile picture rather than portrait or, or, paint, or painting, which makes sense. Also, she was seen as unsophisticated. She was German and was not familiar with English customs, which reflected badly on her. Well, I mean, come on, guys. Henry annulled the marriage, and she sings her song, Get Down, about her life after their divorce. She complied with the divorce, and as such got a sizable settlement and became a member of the royal family. So she lives in a beautiful palace and has no man to boss her around. Hell yeah. And the other girls make fun of her because she's complaining about these things. I would make fun <laughs> of her too. Hey, I mean, yeah, she's complaining about getting away from Henry VIII without dying. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, having to have a child with him. Well, I mean, he didn't want that apparently. <laughs> she got the she got the nice setup. She got the best setup. <laughs> she got the hookup. Yep. Next up is Catherine Howard. She points out the flaws in all the other girls' arguments, but her story isn't pretty either. So her song is "All You Wanna Do," and she sings about her attractiveness. So boys have always wanted her. She's known for being promiscuous. Uh, she began having relationships at like thirteen. I mean, they died when they were thirty. Her like twenty-something year old piano teacher or something was like they were doing the do and of course as she is singing about this we realize that it's basically just men molesting her oh if you listen closely the song is just one giant sexual innuendo oh yeah definitely got that from the yep. song yep yep 
And so eventually she met Henry and they got married. Supposedly she had an affair during that marriage. And although, you know, whether or not it was consensual is still in the question. But still, you know, that made her look promiscuous both before and during the marriage. And so she was beheaded. Wow. Yep. Adios. Yikes. Last up is Catherine Parr. And she sings her song, I Don't Need Your Love. She sings of her love for Thomas Seymour, although she ended up marrying Henry instead because he was a king, you know. Kind of hard to say no. Mm -hmm. Tend to have a a big influence on things. Uh Yes. She sings about how she doesn't want to win this contest that the girls have going on because she is so much more than just Henry's wife. History only knows her as the surviving wife, but she wants to be known as more. In a spoken bit not included in the track, she explains that the contest is silly. They shouldn't divide and compare themselves and allow themselves to only be identified by their relationships to Henry. The other queens agree and abandon their contest. They don't need his love to be validated. They all take back control over their stories, which get on. Yeet. Girl power. Girl power. And so in their last moments on stage, they rewrite their stories and sing together as a group. So they rewrite their own happily ever afters. Catherine of Aragon imagines turning down Henry's entire marriage proposal and just going to live in a nunnery and doing what she wants to do with her life. Anne Boleyn imagines taking the Greensleeves poem that Henry supposedly wrote for her and turning it into a hit song. (laughs) Jane Seymour imagines surviving and having a whole bunch of kids and making like a family band with them called... (laughs) Get this, the Roiling Stones. Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. Bye. I'm never coming back. All right, I'm bye. with you. <laughs> um, Anna of Cleves imagines partying all across Germany, of course. Yes. Catherine Howard imagines pushing away all the men that molested her and becoming a famous singer all on her own. And Catherine Parr imagines finding these other badass women and forming a band with them. Nice. Together, they remix the opening song, and declare that they are now together and free. They aren't six wives or ex-wives anymore. They're just six. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the one. What? Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and with that, they end the show. It's yeah. super short, but really good. Super duper good. What do you guys think about it? Funky. <laughs> <laughs> Any other adjectives you got? Fresh. Yeah, funky and fresh. <laughs> Kylie with this. I did the layup. Kylie had the slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> Are we fired? You're both fired, I think, this time. Ooh, it's Kylie's double, first, fire. first. Double firing. <laughs> but no, I think this this show is it was, it's really good. Like, it's short, but it is really enjoyable for the short amount of time. And it gives you all the information. Yeah. You know, in that short period of time. Like, the lives of these women, at least in, in part doing with Henry, is summed up in their little song. And I think it's it's easily digestible. Yes. Didn't need to be any longer than what it was. No, right? not at all. Yeah. What do you think, Kylie? I liked it. It good. <laughs> it good. It funky fresh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the modern themes of it. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I imagine some people could do it poorly on, like, modernizing an older story oh yeah this seems like a seems like a solid one it's a banger (laughs) good job banger dog banger (laughs) is amber and i the only ones that have listened to it so far probably i'm sorry i haven't got a chance well fight me your homework shortest one is to listen to it (laughs) that goes for you too audience go listen to it it's really good do it do it it's yeah it's gonna be on our spotify so do it listen to it it's not it's not too complicated. 
So you guys, uh, some closing notes for us, Amber? Yeah, I've got a couple more fun facts for you guys. So in all live performances of the show, except for U.S. versions because of union huh. rights, the queens perform an encore number titled Mega Six, which is not on the cast recording. Oh. And the audience is actually encouraged to film this portion. Oh, yeah. And they're Weird. allowed to, like, huh. share it. Which is usually frowned upon. So, like, that's really cool. That is super cool. And then another fun fact in April of 2020, <coughs> COVID, <coughs> Vix released a video of every single cast of the show so far performing the opening and ending song kind of merged together. And it also included over 3,000 fan videos of sing alongs. Oh. Uh, and it was like a quarantine slash at home collab, like video cameras and stuff, you know, and it's amazing. That's super so cool. So, if you nice. have like a spare minute, Check it out because it's bomb. Like all the casts coming together. That's a lot of people. Yes. And then all the fan videos too. So Yeah, I think it's I think that's up on YouTube if I recall. Probably. It's also on Instagram, which I think is where I watched it. Ooh. Yeah, so that's super that's super neat. Does anyone have any last thoughts about this show other than go listen to it now? What are you doing? And look at the costumes because oh. <laughs> Don't get your head chopped off. Don't get your head chopped off. Please yeah. don't. Not recommended. Especially, you know, I don't think it'll... It's not super common anymore, but, you know, still try and avoid it if you can. Also, don't be a witch. No, definitely be a witch. Witch power, yeah, I my mean, dude. Sorry, don't <laughs> don't get accused of being yeah, a witch. Yeah, there you go. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, uh, again, if you want to see pictures of that show, they will be linked on this blog post for this episode, which you can find at www.ragtagnetwork.com. And for even past shows, like there's pictures of the shows for everything that we cover. It's it's just something fun I like to put in there so you can like see the visuals while you're listening to us talk about it. And I think that's kind of fun. Again, if, you know, if you want to reach out to our socials or if you want to ever recommend us a show, you can email us at savemeanisleseat at gmail.com or you can tweet us at savemeanisleseat on Twitter. We always like that interaction. And if you do recommend a show, we will do our best to put that in our rotation. Yes. We do enjoy uh, doing all the shows. We don't really have any that we won't cover. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. We like we like to discover new stuff too, even if we haven't heard it. So mm-hmm. just shoot shoot us messages about that. As always, if you could like, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, if that platform allows such. Do the things. We like the big numbers. You like the big numbers. Let's get them together. We Bigger like numbers. The big numbers. We do. <laughs> so yeah, just so tell you so tell people about the show. We really appreciate all the support that you guys have given us so far. We really love doing the show, and we look forward to many more episodes. This will be episode 41, I believe, so we're closing in on 50 episodes already. It's super exciting. Wow. Yeah, also, our one-year anniversary is coming up soon. Uh, that'll that. be next month. Yes, next month. Next so, month, really? Yeah, I wow. believe it's on the 6th. That episode better be a banger. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's on the 6th, and we might do something special for it, so just keep your eye out for that. We'll probably announce it in one of our later episodes, but we will be doing something special for our one-year anniversary, so whoop! Woo! Let's keep an eye out for that. All right, guys, I believe that will wrap up this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Toodles. <laughs> Bye-bye. Oh, no. Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat.
We do this show for fun, but if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtag network. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.